Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are chatting with the authors of the upcoming collaborative book, Owning Your Choices. This is the second podcast we've done with the authors from the book. We did one on episode 162. And now we have a few different authors on and we're just discussing like, what is this book? What are we doing? What are we sharing with you? And we chat a little bit about the purpose and the meaning and giving you some tips and things to learn what these authors are like, because it takes a really special person to be able to step up and share their story like they are in print. And I'm so crazy proud of them and so grateful that our paths crossed like they did. So I really want to sit back and enjoy this episode. And we do add a little bit of humor into it because why not? So I also, the other thing is, is that this is, we are one day away from our book launch, which is September 24th. It's hard to believe we started this process last year, that it's finally here and seeing it finally come to light. I just know on the back end how much work a book is, and I know it's worth every single, every single second that it takes. So I'm excited. I would love to have your support. They deserve your support if you feel called to by going over to Amazon and to looking for owning your choices. You will see or typing in any of the author's names that you are supporting and buying the Kindle version and giving us an honest review because it really helps us to continue to spread this message further. This is just a dream come true, to be honestly. I really wanted to create a space where women could share their stories and to see it in print. It's just beautiful. So on that, sit back, enjoy getting to meet these authors, understanding why this is so important for them, and taking away some of the tips that they are giving you now about why it's important that you actually follow through on the things that tap you on the shoulder and the things that tap you in the heart. Because your message, your story, your lessons are meant to impact, serve, and support others. They all serve a much bigger vision, and I know you're going to love this episode. Our choices, we own our life. That's when our life changes, is when we own our choices. And in this group, we have everyone but one group of incredible women who are here sharing their stories, sharing their turning points, sharing their lows, sharing their highs, sharing the growth that they went through and giving you some tools for what you can do in your life in order to create change. It's really easy when you're looking at people on social media to think they've got it all figured out and they have this and they have that. These women here have really truly gone through a number of incredible stories. They share it all with you in the book. They are very real, very raw. So I'm super thrilled to have 
them here today with us. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Thanks, Marsha. Hey, everyone. Thanks, Marsha. So I'm just so let's just start with giving everyone a chance to get to know who you are. The fun part for this for me is that they don't know the questions that are coming this time. (laughs) I did not prep them. So we get to know a little bit about who you are. I want to know in one word what first of all, you can say your name. And then in one word, what would one of your closest friends describe you as? Like, What would be the one word that one of your closest friends would describe you, your personality as? So you get to say your name and then you get to say the word. Who wants to go first? Kim? Hi, everybody. My name is Kim and I would say trustworthy. Nice. Nice. Lynn? Hi, everyone. I'm Lynn. I would say that my friends would use the word fierce. Oh, I love it. Love it. Kelly. I have two. <laughs> oh, see, never following the rules. It's extra. No. Okay. The first one, and I've heard it a lot recently and it blows me away, is energetic. Because if you knew me three, four years ago, those two never went together. And uh, I forgot the second one already. So I guess we're going with one. <laughs> You're going with energetic. Unapologetic. That was the second one. Oh, that you have every right to use that word. I think that word suits. I think they both suit you well. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Marisa. Um, thanks, Marsha. My name is Marisa. I would, I, gosh, I'm listening to all your answers. I would probably say guided. Yeah, yeah. I can feel that. That's perfect. Yeah. Tina. Oh, hi guys. I'm Tina. <laughs> How about that sigh? I have two words. <laughs> but the two that came up were instinctive and intuitive. I hear that a lot. I'd nice. say that. Thank nice. you. Nice. I'll, go, I'll nice. go with those. Sambaka, can you hear us? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yay. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And what would be one word that your friends would describe you as? Oh, hi, everyone. Um, fearless. Mm. Fearless? I love that. I can't wait for the rest of you to share and to read her story. I think the first word that comes, and I didn't prep myself, so don't, is, would be direct. I think direct, I think I used a different word for it today, but we're going to go with direct. So I think in a loving way, can I say loving direct? How about that? (laughs) Second thing I want to ask each of you is what is one quote or mantra that really describes who you are? It is something that you are anchored in. It's something that pulls you back and it grounds you. And I really think that our quotes do describe who we are. Okay, we're going to go in different order this time. Kelly. My quotes change all the time, depending on what stage of life I'm in. Mm -hmm. Most recently, done is better than perfect. I like that one. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. like that one. Um, Tina. My quote would be, nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it or the meaning I give it. That is you to a T. I love that. I love that. Sabaka, do you have a quote that you like? Okay. Um, There is nothing as attractive than someone with a passion for something who looks positively and always seeking for ways to better herself for the good of others. That is beautiful. Like she did not prep for this. How do you, do you have that there? Because that's a beautiful quote the rest of us are like um that's so good kim well i don't actually have a quote right now that's coming to mind but i'm just going to speak from my heart and i'm going to say you are right where you need to be 
And that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm right, I'm right where I need to be. I love that. I love that. Lynn. I have, because that's, I have um, all like very, <laughs> I might change every day too. They're my top ones that I keep right next to my computer. So I, I can look at them every day. But my favorite is live loudly, laugh every day and tell your loved ones just how much you love them. I love that. I have goosebumps. Awesome. I love that. Marisa. Um, I know the first thing that comes to mind is um, your purpose is not what you do. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Can I just, mine is, and I still wear it on my wrist is just be the change. It's be the change that you wish to see in the world. And it's just, every time I get frustrated, I think just be the change. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask quote, because I think what's really important here is, is that these are women from all over the world, like literally all over the, from the world. And you can find people who think like you, who are there to encourage you, who are collaborate, who you can see it. We've got quotes that we have by our computer. We have, you know, mantras that we live by because this is what keeps us going on a regular basis. Like that's the mindset and the work that's to it. So I love that you've all shared that. I want to ask you some questions. So as everybody has submitted their chapters, everything's done. We're this close to giving you the actual date of when it is coming out. What I want to know is when you, we've gone through the process of sharing your story and that's a very vulnerable thing that we did. And everybody wrote that last like technically last year. In comes, in comes 2020 in comes a lot of turmoil, a lot of turmoil that has happened within the earth. Okay. We're really in this space. So what I want to know is, has anything changed in your views from how you wrote the chapter last year to how you see the world this year? Or are you able to take what you learned from that experience? And does that change how you see what is happening right now? I don't want to get into a whole lot of, I don't, it's just keep it really, I want to be able to give people a view of the perspective shifts, the thinking that we have to do, the way that we have to reframe is, it's personal, obviously it's personal. What we have to do though, is as we are dealing with a lot of challenges and things that are happening, we have to be really careful about what we see and what we do. And for me personally, I will say, I'm super selective about what I'm consuming right now. I am very, I am like very intentional about the words that I'm seeing, what I am seeing, who I'm spending my time with. And a lot of that has come from, yes, writing my chapter and going through that experience and my perspective of how I see what is happening right now. So I just want to know from each of you, if there is something, whether it's tools or whether there's something that you can pull from this in a fairly brief way of how you see what is happening right now in the world. Kelly. I feel like because of what happened in 2020, I feel, and through writing my chapter, I feel like I'm coming at things from a place of more forgiveness than ever before and putting down the fight, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. and putting down that tug of war. I actually did what we talked about in our call earlier today, the script writing. And so that was one of the things I put into practice this last month is writing how I see things happening with people Mm -hmm. in my life. 
And then with that, you intentionally focus on that and go back to that. That's the reality that you are living into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just perspective, right? I'm very, very, like you said, conscientious of the energy that I bring into my life and the people that I'm around. And if they're not, I don't know what the word is, like supportive or support, like looking for the greater good in things, because mm-hmm. to be around that negative energy all the time is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I think just because of our, a lot of our struggles, we have been able to look at 2020 through a different lens um, and not the doom and gloom because we've lived the doom and gloom, right? So anything else that comes after that is just like a little bump in the road that we can yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Thank you for sharing that. Tina. I believe that so when I wrote the chapter, the chapter is very based around relationship, father-daughter relationship, as well as there's a few other relationships mentioned. Right now with what's happening on the planet, there's a lot of relationships that are shifting in our lives. You know, we're spending more time with people that we weren't spending time with. You know, lives are changing, so things are shifting to learn how to appreciate and accept those things that we can really be grateful for and see as positives and see as opportunities as opposed to seeing them as challenges and pains in the ass and all these different things. Um, The other thing that I'm feeling as a result of, you know, with, with writing the chapter is that I've really been personally called to the table to show up even more so in my belief systems that we are, you know, human beings, we are spiritual beings in a human body living this experience and that we have actually chosen and some of this might be a little woo-woo for some of you, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. We have chosen to be here at this time, and we have chosen our path, and some of the messes that we've lived through are now our messages. And this is even more now than ever, not a time to Netflix and chill. It's a time for us to step into our power and deliver what we're here to deliver for ourselves independently, for those people that our vibrations can reach close by, but then collectively for the greater good. And I love that this is a part of, you know, a small piece of what this book is doing and that that's something that we get to carry on and continue even after this fact. So that's what I've really come to realize is that it's like, okay, girlfriend, how serious are you about your mission? Because it's time to stand up. This is time. That's, I love it. Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Love that. Marisa, what what do you, what do you reflect on this? Um, you know, and you guys know that I'm a coach for, um, divorce mom. So I think this time right now, like there's so many people, like you said, like Tina said, there were in close proximity with people that are, you know, there's our relationships are being stirred up if we're not in a play, a good place. And I think everything happens at the right time. And I feel like I'm in this moment sharing this story at exactly the right time for those people that need to hear it. And I like, I sort of write about this place about uh, divorce purgatory. And I call this place, like it was for me, the eye of the storm. And I feel like COVID and everything happening in the world right now is sort of that eye in the storm that we're all experiencing. And I remember myself being in that place and that loneliness and darkness and uncertainty and just being fearful and just feeling sort of disconnected. And it's allowed me to have like this deeper sense of empathy for everybody, like the collective of wow, like I remember what I was experiencing that time. <clears throat> and right now, everybody is experiencing this right now. And so it's just allowed me to have this compassion. And like Tina said, to rise and use that voice 
you know, as a light for people that are going through that. So it's sort of like a reminder of what that was like. You know, this is eight years ago. So sometimes it's hard to remember what that time felt like. And now it's sort of bringing me back to that, you know, and sort of having a different sense of compassion for those people. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point is that as we've all lived through different challenges that we can take that perspective and look at this now. And it's a reflection of, I remember living in that space, but we also got through it and we also moved Mm -hmm. through it and we can do the same thing again, right? We can all do the same thing again. Thank you for sharing that. Lynn. I found, you know, going through 2020 um, and what my lessons were in my chapter, it actually, you know, no matter how much you work on yourself, when things go a wire to what you're used to, I could see myself going in some similar patterns that I had in the past with all of a sudden my business is just shut down by the state. So income is not coming in. My son who's eight is now home with me full time. And I'm like doing remote learning and trying to teach him things. And my husband was an essential worker. And so the working out, the eating, the things that I gravitate toward and that I coach on that make me feel very strong and whole was kind of shaken up a little bit. So I thought it was really a great reminder of why I am so passionate about health and wellness for women, because with feeling healthy, feeling really great about yourself, you have an inner strength that radiates out. And then life, little bumps and the things that happen through 2020, when you're in a really great place emotionally and physically, you're so much more able to deal with all of those little bumps coming at you. And so I had to literally go back and, you know, having the chapter, I've reread it so many times and I took so many great things like, yes, I need to have a schedule. You know, all the tools that I have been teaching, I actually had to go back and re-implement them into my world so then I could be the light and strength for others because there was a couple there was probably a good month where I didn't feel very strong. I didn't feel like sharing. I didn't feel like I was the beacon of light that I need to be for people. And so once I got back on with my tools and my rituals and my daily habits, it's like an instant like light switch just goes on. And then I'm like, this is exactly why I do what I do. And this is why I want to share with as many women as I can share with because I get it, like being home, I, I was in a, like a little hole for a little bit. I, I'll, I'll admit it. I think that that's important that you're sharing that because again, I think perceptive wise, it looks as though everybody's got it all figured out. It's the whole Instagram face and what's going on and what it looks like. And I think it's really important that you have that and be real and say, no, it was hard for a while until I went back to the tools that I knew that I know they work for me. Why do I forget to do them? Why do I not make time for them? Because I'm human. And because life was in a bubble in a very strange bubble at that time. And I always say that our self-care, like in times of stress, we have to actually ramp up our self-care, but we tend to just let it go. Like we let it go completely. And then we don't give ourselves the tools that we need to be successful. So I, I, I appreciate that you said that because I think that people will relate to that. Kim. 
So I resonate with so much everyone is saying, and I'm just, I want to add something new to it as well. Uh, with my chapter being hungry to heal, a lot of my story was that I, I ran from the parts of myself that I didn't want to face because I didn't know how to, to heal them. And I think with what we're experiencing right now, where people have lost their jobs, lost their careers, um, children are home, like things are unstable. And a lot of the outlets that we've used to hide, distract, numb, maybe even have been taken from us. And so then we're forced to sit with ourselves, which is a very uncomfortable thing for people. Hence why we see the different forms of addiction and the challenges and the conflict rising. But again, I, again, the tools that I have and I've learned in my life is I believe there is such a gift and people might not be able to see it depending on where they're past has taken them, but there is a gift in this silence. So I believe it's very, very important for us to be able to open up to the messages that are coming forward to us in these times Mm -hmm. of stillness. But then I think to myself too, like even right now, where I'm able to use the tools that I've learned in my own life to help the people that are in my life right now that need it. So again, these are the gifts that I was able to learn and now bring forward and continue to share and inspire. And just as you ladies have said, like sometimes we can't do it and sometimes we will need to press pause in our own lives because as you said, Marsha, the self-care is so paramount in our lives so that we're able to show up and live these deeper purposes in the world. So I think that's the biggest place is know that there are gifts in it you might not see right now in your life, why this is supposed to be a good thing for you. Um, but we hope that you will be able to take something from this season of life and be able to use it um, to change your life, to improve your relationships, to improve your relationship, most importantly with yourself, so that you can have um, a more enriched life for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a beautiful message, a truly beautiful message. Sambaka, do you have something you would like to share regarding your chapter? And if so, we have Sambaka coming from Africa. So, you know, we got to love the internet and how far we can take, um, how far we can bring messages and bring people together. So hopefully we can hear you well. And I would love it if you have something you would like to share. Oh, yes, I do. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 2020 and going back to my chapter has taught me the importance of finding my voice. And it has helped me to find peace and hope. And I go to closure and let go of anger because these are the things that you need to work on it. And also um, the importance of owning the scars. And because I have found so much beauty in my own scars. And right now I can tell that they are beautiful. Um, I'm a little speechless. That is so beautiful what you just said. So the power of owning your scars. I just, I, I can't wait for the rest of you to read her chapter and to understand. I will always talk about the beauty and the power of social media when it's used for the right good. Because then Becca came into my life two years ago, over two years ago, through my podcast. We've been communicating and have had multiple calls And when this book idea came to full fruition and I reached out to her and said, I would love to have her chapter in. And her first thing is she's still a student in school. Like, how am I going to afford that? And I said, well, you know what, let's just put it out to the universe and see what happens. And some beautiful souls came together and covered the costs of her chapter. So her story is being published and shared and it, and I mean, owning my choices, owning your choices, 
ownership, choices, all of the things you talk about, it's just a perfect fit. I'm so grateful that you're part of this book with us. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I have a couple, just a couple of quick questions before we wrap up to, for everyone that I want to um, talk about. Is there a quick message that you could give to the listeners online in the podcast that is how they can reframe when they are stuck in a situation that they feel like they have no choice? How can they reframe something that feels like, I don't, this sounds great ladies, but you don't understand my story. And we all know we've gotten those messages. All of us have, you don't understand my story and I don't have a choice. And how we can't, we never are here to convince anyone, but how can you reframe something when you are stuck, even in your own space? Like what can you do? What is something that you can give as a tip or a tool to the listener to reframe something when they feel like they don't have a choice? Kelly, I'd love to ask you. This has come, this still comes up for me. Uh, And it's not just a lesson that I learned before. It's something that I continue to use. And it's almost like sifting through what can you control? Because I used to say I didn't have a choice. And I remember someone said to me before I even met Marsha, but you do have a choice. I'm like, you don't know. You don't know my life. I don't have a choice. And that's where I was stuck. But I do have... I do have the power over what I can control. And I was getting confused between things I couldn't control and trying to control them and my own things. So I think even now, what do I have control over? Do I have control over their behaviors and actions? No. Do I have control over how I feel about their behaviors and reactions? Yes. And that was the turning point for me. And that still is pertinent in my life today. Mm-hmm. Right, because I can I can get myself into a tailspin and get really upset about something, but I have no control over it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right, but I do have control of whether I let it take me down. I think that's a perfect reframe and a perfect way for to give people a context of how to change their thinking when they're stuck in that space. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it doesn't any- feel good when you're in that space, right? And no. you know, it could be the littlest thing that someone said to you. And it could upset you or get you mad, but I'm the only one who's letting that happen. It's not Mm -hmm. what they said or did. It's me, how I processed it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone else who would like to add something to that? Marisa? I don't, I don't, I don't right away go into a reframe. So like I grew up in a very reactive sort of family. So my default conditioning is reactivity. And so then I sort of like learned to talk myself out of those things. I, I, I sort of like, okay, this is what is actually happening to me. You know, what can I control? Am I safe? I sort of start parenting myself. Um, so I've learned, like, I don't have like a, a specific tool. I sort of just kind of backpedal and I just don't respond to anything out of it when I'm in a place, a heightened place. So I sort of have learned just how to like sort of parent this little girl who feels reactive and, and safe and, and scared of like, hey, calm down for a minute. And then when things are calm, okay, what's actually happening? You know, am I okay? What is really the situation? Is something being done to me? Or, you know, what is my part in and how can I change uh, reacting to this situation? So I like, I sort of just learned how to like backpedal. 
but but the default for me is always reactivity because it's been reactivity for 40 years <laughs> so it's really hard to not let the ego like pop in right away but it's also awareness and recognizing that okay that is my default but i don't have to jump in and actually do but that's my default yeah my default yeah. is usually like I want to fly off the handle and then yeah. I stop and take a breath and I'm like, yeah. okay, Marcia, we don't need yeah. to do that. You recognize yeah. it in the there. body right away. Like, oh, you feel the, the bubble coming, the volcano. And then you're like, okay, this is the old Marisa. And yeah. so like, okay, how do we like suppress this and, and calm down and then that be able to respond awesome. from a calm place? So, yeah. Well, that's, you can't make any, you don't make any change if you're not responding from that space at all. Right. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. No, that's, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Is there anyone else who wants to add in on that? Tina. So I just want to echo both of what um, Kelly and Marisa have said, like Kelly with, you know, choosing different and you're in control of yourself as well as what Marisa, Marisa has mentioned about taking a pause. Sometimes it's good to take a pause and I'm really big on asking questions. You know, it's like, okay, so what can I do? How does it get any better than this? And these are different questions that I use that pop into my head at different times. There's no specific rhyme or reason. Um, the other thing would be, is this really mine to carry? Because a lot of times it's because of an environment, an experience, a parental experience, whatever it is, not to blame our parents for everything, but however, <laughs> we do grow up under their, under their wings and uh, we do adopt certain um, you know, reactive behaviors as a result of that. So it's, it's about really taking a pause, taking a moment to say, is this really mine to carry? And if it's not, am I going to let it go? Because if I don't let it go, you know, what's the outcome going to be? So I think asking ourselves questions and the cool thing about asking questions and about writing the answers or speaking the answers out loud or talking it through with someone where they're asking you questions is that when we hear ourselves respond, sometimes we're kind of like, okay, that makes no sense. Like I would never tell anyone to deal with something like that. And it's really good because it gives us a, self, a moment to self-check and go, okay, there, sister. Time to switch that around because that's not working. So I'm pretty tired of that story. <laughs> so those are the things that I do. I love questions. I think questions are, are wonderful. So yeah, you're very, very good at asking questions. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask another question. Speaking of the segue is now that we've given some tips and tools for people have how to change their circumstance, maybe to create or reframe their circumstances when they feel like they're stuck in a spot with no choice. Now I want you to give some even more hope to the listeners, to the readers, to the people who are here is why is it important that they go after what their ideas are? Like if you think about right now, you are in a space where about to become published authors. We know we are going to make this a bestseller. We're putting that out there. And it's going to happen. And maybe that was an idea that you might have had like when you were a kid and you were like, it just, it's, this is real. Like it's actually real. So I want you to give the people listening, maybe a tip, a tool or something, a thought about why it's important that they bring their ideas to life. Who would like to go? Kim? I'll take this one. Uh, what comes to mind, I actually just spoke about this last night in my group coaching call with my clients is when we have a part of our voice, a feeling inside of us that needs to be spoken, that needs to be felt and expressed, and we shut it down and we push it down for whatever reason, that starts to be stored energy. 
And, you know, in my line of work, when, where people are potentially holding on to a lot of excess weight on the body, excess weight on the body is stored energy. So sometimes that stored energy could be that voice of yours that you've never allowed to be expressed. And what I believe too is that the voice inside of us, the deep callings inside of us, those are the gifts that we have been given. That is exactly why we are created in here on this earth. And when you're not allowing yourself to express it, to gift it out into the world, you're not giving the world your best. And um, what, again, we all know this, that if you have something that you know needs to come out, that means somebody needs it. Somebody needs to hear what you have to share. You can change somebody's life. You can make somebody's life better in that moment. So um, we, we need to be able to listen to those deeper whispers inside of us and allow them to come forward and to not be afraid. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love that. Sambeka, do you have something that you would like to add here um, as to why it's important for people to go after an idea or something that has tapped them on the shoulder? I would say you don't know uh, who your work is going to touch. I was saying that you don't know who's, who your words are going to touch because if you have an idea of doing something, obviously you want to change people's life. You want to make a difference to other people's lives. So it is very important um, to take a one good shot and do it. That's so awesome. That's so true. That. And no yeah. one's going to do it for you. No, no one's going to do it for you. Thank you for sharing that. Lynn, do you have something you would love to add to this? You know I do. I know you do. You <laughs> know I do. I think we play really, I think the we're afraid. It's a lot of fear and we play really small because we're so afraid to step out and to have our voice heard or try to do something different or you'll follow our dreams or our heart. And, you know, I think that's why a collaboration of women like us, you know, finding your tribe, finding the people that vibe with you, because you can't do it by yourself. You have to have people that are there to lift you up when you're feeling not so brave, not so um, like you can do it. And I think once you are able to do one thing successfully, and you have that support and you have people there that are cheering you on, it's the leverage that builds you to the next step and the next step mm-hmm. and the next step and the next step. And I think it's really crucial that we don't play small. We're here for one time. This is it. And we need to be the light for others that are in the dark. We need to be examples for women that feel like they're in a position where they can't get out of. Um, I need to be the best example for my son. So he has something and someone and to look up to values to live for. I I just want to make people understand that no matter what you are capable of doing, whatever it is that you want to do. And it all starts with being, you know, believing in yourself. And if you can't believe in yourself, finding others that can pour that into you until you can feel it within yourself. We've, we've said there's so much value in what you've just said. And there are times where you have to borrow the belief from somebody else. If you don't have it yet, and doesn't mean you won't ever, it's just yet that you have to borrow it from others. And, you know, it might be a case where you're listening and feeling like, but I don't have others. And I think that everybody on here will agree at one point in our lives, we felt like we didn't have anyone else either. 
And you can build your circles in ways that you never, ever expected them to go. So just by being open, being vulnerable, allowing yourself to be seen, show up and receive support from others. It's amazing who can show up in your life. It's amazing. I've always had a, when I was younger, my grandfather said to me that, and he died when I was young, but he, I remember him saying, like, don't have any regrets. Like if the idea taps you, don't have any regrets. You don't want to be in a space. So there are times literally on a regular basis where something will come and I'm like, okay, am I going to regret this later if I say no? And that becomes the question to myself of if it's a, if it's, yeah, I'm going to absolutely regret it. Then it's like, okay, say yes, we'll figure it out. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. And so I find that to be a really powerful thing for me to keep going. So I want all, I want, I like, I want to see this book in the hands of so many other women, because I know that there's so much that are, we offer in the stories to you to help you through whatever challenge you might be going through. And I want you to know that I've personally read these stories many, many, many times. It doesn't matter what your story is listening in. You will pull something from everyone's story. You will absolutely pull something from everyone's story. So I know that there's massive, massive value for you in this book. And I just want to thank you for being here, for supporting us, for helping us to bring this message further to as many people as we can. And before I wrap up, I want to know what is your power song? What is the song that when you are like, oh, I need to pick myself up, what do you go to? What do you go to? Marisa. I knew, how did I know you were going to call me first on that? God, a song. <laughs> I can't like, yeah, I can't think of a specific song in mind. Oh my gosh. Do you want uh, me to come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. <laughs> All right. Everybody else is like, please one. don't pick me. Okay, go Kelly, go. Mine is Unstoppable. Uh, really? It came up this summer for me. Yeah. I love mine. that. A theme song became a theme song. That's why the, the song is the word is so good for you. I mean, it's so good for you and for everything you're doing. Oh, and another good one was last year when I was writing this was The Courage to Change, which was actually my former title of the chapter. Who were the, who were the artists for those? Uh, Pink. Okay. For The Courage to Change and Sia for Unstoppable. Oh. Oh, that's who that is. I, I couldn't think Sia. of the song. Yeah. yeah, so do I. I love Sia too. I love that. Who wants to go next for their song? Power song, Kim. I think this is the same as yours, Marsha. I love it. Uh, this is me. This is me. Uh, it brings up. I like. I those of you who know me, like I love my tears. My tears are healing, and that's my gratitude <laughs> song. You know, um, this is me. You're going to take all of me. This is. You're going to get the tears. You're going to get the smiles. You're going to get it all from me. But this is authentically me, and it's my song that I put on when I just need to ground myself and help myself through whatever it is I'm going through. So. That's mine. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Lynn, do you have one? Um, yes. And I listened to it today, actually, <laughs> at high octane on my way to pick my son up. But it's Eight Mile by Eminem. And I know it's like... I love that song. <laughs> I love that it's song. It's like my jam. <laughs> it just makes me feel so like I'm just going to go out and conquer the world. <laughs> Badass. Oh, it's powerful, right? It's yeah. to me, it's a powerful song. I love it when it comes in, and we're in the middle of a workout, and it comes out. Somebody for like you like Eminem, and I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I think I'm gonna steal Lynn's song. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that just resonated with me right now, which is funny because I work out to Eminem Radio. So I'm, I'm borrowing your song, Lynn. You borrow it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Who else did not share their song? Who didn't you share their song? Do you want Fembeka to go and then I'll go? Yeah, go. Fembeka, do you have a power song that lifts your energy up? Yes, Emil signed a sparrow. I don't know that song. What is it again? <laughs> Spare up by Emily Sante. I will take the whole word with me. Nice. No, I don't know. Thank you for putting it because I want to look that up. Tina, what is your power song? Um, I love this song right now. My favorite song is Lauren Daigle. And it's that's the artist. And the song is Look Up Child. And so I go, I like open my arms up, lift my face up, and like literally like ball while I'm dancing around listening to that song every morning. Like just Okay, you have to share that one because I don't know that yeah. one either. I, I am such a creature habit. Um, I can go from like Eminem, old rock and roll to um, the greatest showman soundtrack, which is like, so funny because it's so, it's so complete opposites. But Unless for you're me, a top 80s girl, come on. Pardon? Unless you're a top 80s girl, come on. Of course I'm a top 80s girl. We all know that. Obviously. Like, that's like, of course, obviously. We do. <laughs> when I uh, when I listen to The Greatest Showman, and I will but I will put it on when I'm going for a walk, when I need to pick up an energy. And I, like, literally, I've had my head, this is a podcast now, now that I remember that. My husband will be like, you were dancing down the sidewalk. What were you listening to? And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just because I just, when I'm in the moment and want to have fun, and I just want to shift. I look at music as a way to shift energy. That's what I do. But for me, one of my videos that I will go to to shift myself is in the Kiala. Is her name? Is her Kiala her name? The the um, actress in this is in um, the Greatest Showman. When they have her audition, that is. If you have not watched it, it is such a powerful YouTube video to watch. Because in her audition, and this is maybe this is good information for everyone, maybe not, but um, when for her audition, when she is there, she's behind like behind the the desk and she's really closed and she starts to sing and she's just really nervous. And then all of a sudden you can see she builds a little bit of confidence in her voice and people are receiving her in her audition. And as soon as they start to receive her, then all of a sudden she's like, oh, like you could see the, you could see the courage grow in a three minute song. And it's really, it blows my mind because people will say to me, like, I don't, I'm not strong, so I can't do what you're doing. And I'm like, courage is a verb. We build it by getting into action. And that song is always a reminder to me that once you do that, your people start to show up your support starts to show up and then you build confidence in yourself. The more you do that with your courage, the more confidence you build and it keeps going. By the time she gets three quarters throughout the song, she's like away from the dash. She's in the center of the room. She's completely blaring and she's just in her element. And so that song is my power song because it's a reminder of how we can change our stories. We can change our circumstances really fast. So yeah, we can shift our energy with one song. Can change our day. Yeah. Completely change our day. Yeah. I would love to just wrap up. I thank everyone for being here. I would love you, if you can, in one sentence, why does the reader want to read this book? Why do they want to have a copy of this book? What are they going to get out of it? Tina. 
Because even if they take away one sentence that is going to be their mantra, like we've all shared a mantra or a quote, even if they take away one sentence that can help them shift their moment, their day, their week, their month, um, I believe that they deserve to have that because we all deserve to have those little tweaks and shifts that can help us totally change everything. Love it. And they're going to find that in this book. Absolutely. Kim. I'm going to go, we are more the same than we are different. And every single person in this story, in this book has shared stories and you will take something away. I, I know that with 100% certainty, this is a real book. There's no fluff in here and uh, there's yep. some amazing tools in here. So you got to get the book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Lynn. I think, you know, it's always about inspiration, hope and having the readers, especially now and what's going on with the world and the chaos and the separation, I think we all need to be inspired. And I feel that, you know, every one of us, no matter what, you will, you will get the tools, the tips, you will find something that will resonate with you and help you with whatever you are struggling with. I love that. Then Becca, do you have a message as to why people need to read and get the book? Some people see scars and it is wounding they remember. To me, they are proof of the fact that there is healing. So you better get yourself a copy of the book. There you go. There you go. Here, I'm up with that. I love it. Thank you. So good. Marisa. Um, I just think that these stories are so powerful, having read everyone's stories. And I think, you know, there's a message that's going to resonate with somebody you know, and I think our just the collective voices that we've shared and the vulnerability is going to allow somebody else to be able to hopefully find their own voices in our in our stories. Absolutely, yeah. you guys. Said and it. I, I, you know, I just wanted to s- add something to that. Like, mm. I feel honored that we've all been able to come here and share this because, it, you know, our ancestors and the women before us didn't have the courage or the opportunity or the place in the world or the time or wherever, you know, wherever they were like to be able to do that. And I think we're here honoring that we're honoring the fact that they didn't have the power or the courage to do that. And I think there's something so powerful and magical for all of us to be able to do that here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is great. So I hadn't thought of that. That's so, so true. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just proud of all of you. I'm so grateful that all of you are here and I, I can't wait to see it come to life. I think you're all proof of what can happen when we realize that we do have the opportunity to like, take ownership of our choices and our stories and we can change anything. We can literally change anything. I think that's the thing you're going to find from this book is hope. It's just hope that of what is possible. So super proud of all of you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us if you did. And I can't, I can't wait to continue to bring this to life. Thank you for helping us to share the message. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Marsha. Thanks, Marsha. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.